At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. We got a solid one planned for you this evening. Mitch Lawrence of Sirius XM NBA Radio. He'll be joining us in 10 minutes. We're talking all things hoops tonight. And tomorrow, we'll take an early look at some of those games throughout Saturday. Plus, we'll be talking some puck. We got one game tonight that we are very interested in. We already gave a play away for it yesterday, but we'll kind of recap that in a few moments once again. And we'll just go over some of the games tomorrow. We already have a round two series starting, so we'll delve into that a little bit later. Baseball action getting underway later tonight with Chuck Edel, pro sports gambler. Does a great job handicapping the NFL, but also a big baseball better himself. So uh, we'll get his takes on the baseball slate this evening. Now, if you joined us yesterday... Uh, We did have some thoughts on some NBA Finals MVP odds and how those have fluctuated. We'll get to those in just a second. But first, we want to preview uh, this game that's about to tip off any moment. It says it's at about 6 p.m. Central Time tip, but realistically, they go about 10 minutes later. But let's start with this matchup in Atlanta with the Hawks taking on the Knicks. Kind of somewhat decent news is that Nerlens Noel could be seeing limited minutes tonight. Taj Gibson taking his place in the starting lineup this evening. So uh, Nerlens Noel, a big piece to that defensive mindset and really frame that this Knicks team possesses and what makes them arguably the best defensive team in the league. So in terms of the spread, it obviously didn't really fluctuate because it's Nerlens Noel. He's not going to move a line, but it did open four and a half originally, and that's where we're seeing it in favor of Atlanta. They're also minus 186 on the money line, plus 155 on the buyback. For the Knicks, 212 is where we're seeing this total circulating around. And, you know, the over has gotten a little bit of love. 211 is where I saw it open, so it's ticked up just a tad bit. 
to 212 as of this point. To me, I mean, four and a half is kind of an awkward spot. I do think Atlanta gets the job done. Certainly not going to lay minus 186 on the money line. And again, four and a half seems to be a little bit too much for my liking. And, you know, I'm probably just going to go the route, if anything, of the in-game aspect. I know I say it for a lot of matchups, but I think this is one of them that could be the viable route to do so. Because if the Knicks can keep it close, or if they even take the lead at some point, you're going to get a better line with Atlanta in a narrow game as expected, such as this one. So that's the angle I would look at. For this game between Atlanta and New York. I do think the Hawks get the job done. It would only look to do the in-game route with the Hawks at home. Now again, as I alluded to and kind of teased, uh, those NBA Finals odds uh, for MVP, this was fascinating to look into yesterday because the big discrepancy that we saw at Bet Rivers, uh, Anthony Davis was all the way down to 25-1, to 1, which just seemed absurd with the amount of value you could get on a guy who could certainly find his way into the championship they just won it this past season and it looks like they have a pretty strong hold over the suns so if you get rid of the suns that's one of the top teams already out of elimination we'll see if the clippers get eliminated by the mavericks and then it's a relatively a relatively easier path for this lakers team now we were talking about it with jvt and yes it's a narrative driven award and that kind of gives the favor to lebron who's at the top at plus 350 my point being, though, Anthony Davis is a guy who very likely could just win the award regardless, and for the fact that you were getting him at 25-1 to 1 was just ridiculous to me. So I did place a bet on it, and we were talking about that yesterday. So after the game yesterday, after the Lakers won, his odds have now shifted down from 25-1 to 1 last night. Now he's at 18-1. to 1. It's not necessarily a huge movement, but it's still pretty significant to kind of recognize and see that, A, you could still get some decent value in him, and B, there's a lot of opportunities like this for guys such as Anthony Davis you can get early on for finals MVP. Now, we also kind of had the discussion where you can kind of look at and narrow some of these guys to bet them instead of their team to win the championship odds. You take the Brooklyn Nets, for example, plus 180 to win the NBA championship. Instead of doing that, just bet Kevin Durant plus 450, James Harden 8-1, to and Kyrie 12-1 to to be finals MVP. And I know that seems like a lot and it may not be worth it, but even if the short shot Kevin Durant ends up becoming the finals MVP, you're still getting a better payout than having the Brooklyn Nets win the championship overall. So it's little things like that that you can kind of note out with this finals MVP uh, category. Same thing with a guy like Joel Embiid, plus 750, if you think he can win the award. The Sixers are 7-1 to one themselves to win the championship. So little things like that are kind of a good little you know trick in a sense and kind of interesting way to dive into it that you could get a little bit better price and I know it's more wide open with MVP but still a better opportunity when it comes to betting the NBA. Once again the show is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke your host live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois at Danny Burke 5 is where you can follow me on Twitter as for VEASAN at VEASAN Live for all of your exclusive content for betting and tonight, in terms of betting, we'll be talking NBA handicapping with Mitch Lawrence of Sirius XM NBA Radio. In five minutes, he'll be hopping on. Then pro sports better Chuck Edel talking baseball later on throughout the show. I got a couple plays with Prop Shelf in terms of the association and tonight's action on the hardwood. But first, let's kind of revisit a game that is happening tonight, but we teased yesterday. And it's going to be taking place on the ice with the Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Minnesota Wild in a Game 7 match. So look. Uh, VGK, they opened up minus 163 in this spot, plus 143 was the buyback for the Wild. Total we were seeing at about 5.5. Now that's come down to 5, actually, shaded to the over fairly heavily, minus 134. 
The under, you can get a little bit of plus money naturally when it's as low as five. That's going to be the case. And that's at about plus 114. But now we see Vegas on the money line up to minus 180. The Wild now plus 155. So my thought process was I already saw the market moving in a lot of other places yesterday, and that's why I wanted to talk about it so we could get the bet sooner rather than later. And I played it at minus 167. Again, now we're seeing it up to minus 180. Now, VGK, uh, they've been a little bit banged up, obviously. Last I checked, Pacioretty was a game-time decision, even if he's not in. I just like the pedigree and a little bit more experience when it comes to goaltending with Flurry going against the Wild. I do think they're the better team. The home ice advantage is going to prove, in my opinion, to be a lot more beneficial for Vegas, even though that hasn't been the case in every spot this postseason. You know, they have in the back of their minds what's happened in Game 7s before. It hasn't been successful in their short tenure as a franchise. But look, I mean, Fleury's been slightly the better goalie here. I mean, he's allowing 1.7 goals against average is what we're seeing. One shutout and a 94% save percentage. Talbot, I mean, very similar stats, except a little bit higher in terms of goals against average. He's at two. However, does have two shutouts against his Golden Knights team. I think at the end of the day, VGK is the right play. So again, I laid a steep price of minus 167. Hopefully we extend our 14-game win streak up to 15 in terms of the NHL. It's been a minute since we played a bet on the ice, but I'm liking the look tonight with the Golden Knights. Again, up to minus 180. Probably wouldn't lay that much because it's fairly steep, but you always could go with the puck line route or win in regulation. Puck line, you're getting some good value at about plus 148. But really, if you don't feel comfortable laying the money line, we'll probably just recommend staying away. But all right, we'll get more into the NHL action later throughout the show. Let's go back to the hardwood with tonight's postseason slate to look forward to in the NBA. And for that, we're bringing on Mitch Lawrence at Mitch underscore Lawrence. It's where you can follow him on Twitter, catch his content over at SiriusXM NBA Radio. Uh, Mitch, I know this game is about to tip off any moments, but any quick thoughts in this Knicks and Hawks matchup? Looks like uh, Nerlens Noel could be limited a tad bit. What do you think, what kind of impact maybe is that going to possess? And even more so, what is this home court advantage with a lot of fans going to do for Atlanta? Well, it's going to be interesting to see how many Knicks fans are in the building. Because, you know, traditionally, and I've been there in the past where the Knicks have played the Hawks down there, you get a lot of transplanted New Yorkers. So we'll see on that. It's supposed to have a big crowd. Hopefully they'll be rooting for the Hawks, the majority of them, as I'm sure they will. You know, I just think the way the first two games have played out, is that uh, the Knicks are going to go as far as Derrick Rose takes them, not Julius Randle. Julius Randle is not ready for the moment. He showed in the first two games. So I don't know what he's going to do on the road. I think what the one thing Tom Thibodeau can count on is that Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose has been around a long time. He's got a lot of playoff experience, and that's the thing you wondered about with the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau's experienced playoff coach. He's got a guy like Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose, and that's basically it. So if the Knicks are going to win, Derrick Rose is probably going to have to carry him again because I just don't know what you're going to get out of Julius Randle, the most improved player in the playoffs. Uh, the moment's been too big for him. And for Atlanta, Danny, you know, Trey Young, you know, Nate McMillan's got to ride Trey Young. He didn't do it in game two. It was a big mistake. He only played him 35 minutes. I know he came out with a big defense of himself that, you know, I can't play these guys 40. Trey Young's 22 years old. You can play Trey Young 40 minutes in a playoff game. It ain't going to kill him. Yeah, and you make such a important note here i mean first of all that's just so cool and neat to see as a chicago bulls fan myself that derrick rose is succeeding in new york with tom thibodeau with taj gibson such a really fun thing to watch unfold but even more so to your point 
it's been weird to see Julius Randle just scoring 15 points in both of those contests, considering we saw him have, what, multiple 40-point efforts against the Hawks earlier in the regular season. Are you concerned with Julius Randle as of this point, or do you think he's going to eventually pick it up? Or maybe is he just the guy who did so well during the regular season and he's not really just living up to the spotlight moment in the postseason? Uh, I think I, I, if I'm Tom Thibodeau, I'd be worried about him. You could have a lot of faith in him off of what he did in the regular season, but this is the first time he's been in the playoffs. So you just don't know how he's going to react to the moment. And it looked like in New York in those first two games, he was just not cut out for it. Now, could that change on the road? It's, is it going to be a hostile environment? You know, I don't know if Atlanta's ever been a hostile environment for visiting players. I've covered games down there where Michael Jordan played and where the Knicks played and other teams. It's not, you know, Boston is a hostile environment for players. Uh, if you're a visiting player, Utah, world famous for being a hostile environment. So, you know, I don't think Julius Randle is going to be targeted like Trey Young was at the Garden, uh, but we'll see what he does. You know, it's just interesting that, you know, you expect, you really can't know what guys are going to do in their first playoff go-round. You just don't know how they're going to handle the pressure, how they're going to be able to deal with defenses that are going to load up against them. Uh, obviously, Atlanta wants to stop him because he's such a key part, and that's why it was so timely for Derrick Rose to step forward in game two because that's a guy who it looks like the Knicks can depend on, and that's why I say he's basically, the Knicks are going to go as far as he takes him. I just don't know if you can count on Julius Randle at this point. Uh, had a great regular season. He opened a lot of people's eyes. But, you know, what the Knicks might be seeing in this series is he's really not that player. And we, he still has some play games to go. But maybe we'll find out that he's just not that player you can build around and go places. And Derek Rose, the former MVP, as you know, being a Bulls fan. So um, just going to be interesting to see how Julius Randle plays. You just don't know what you're going to get. Absolutely, and again, we're seeing the Knicks catching four and a half in that spot tonight. We'll see if Randall can prove like himself under, down in Atlanta. Against the 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 oh, yeah, so like the total the we're seeing here, Mitch, yeah, 212 is where we're seeing it. Oh. You still played at that low of a total? Well, the first game was 212. The second game was 193. I have a feeling <laughs> we're going to see a lot of defense, and I think uh, we might, 193, I don't know if they'll top that tonight. Uh, you know, you got to figure, though, the Hawks <laughs> have to shoot a lot better than they did in game two. The Hawks were awful in game two, they could not make wide open shots. So maybe the home court will be better with the friendlier rims. Yeah, and I mean, especially considering what they scored one point in five minutes, which was just ridiculous to see. So it, look, yeah. it's hard to bet over between yeah. these two teams, like you alluded to in the first two matchups. So 212 is what we're seeing it now. Mitch likes the under in that spot. What do you like here between Boston and Brooklyn this evening? Uh, on the road, we see Brooklyn. They went from six and a half up to a seven and a half point favorite. This total at 227. How do you figure this one goes down in game three? I just don't know how Boston's going to stay with the Nets. They haven't been able to yet. We knew this was going to be a lopsided series going in because they didn't have Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum's been awful. I think he scored like 32 points on 31 shots or 31 shots. I mean, it's just he's been bad. Uh, they just don't have enough firepower to stick with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden, let alone Joan Harris. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think the Nets will cover. They'll probably get the over. I mean, you know, they had a situation the other night where at home uh, they were flirting with, you know, sending Boston to their worst defeat in terms of giving up the most points ever in a playoff game. I think the number's like 145, and they gave up 130 or whatever it was. It's just a mismatch. And so I think the Nets veterans, guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who have gone deep in the playoffs and won championships, they know the importance of 
when you've got an opponent down 2-0 and they look like they're real vulnerable, you take that 3-0 series lead because then you're going to end it on a sweep. Because for the Nets, the big thing is, you know, they don't want to play extra games. So I think tonight they're going to bury the Celtics right off the bat. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. The, the, the big question is how Kyrie handles all the booing that he's going to get because you've got to remember, it's his first game back in Boston with fans in the stands. Yeah, that's right. That'll be a fun narrative to watch unfold as well. And again, we've seen the spread six and a half to seven and a half market thinking the same thing you are, Mitch. All Brooklyn tonight. They're also minus 315 on the money line. Again, a seven and a half point favorite looking to take full control of this series against the Celtics. Now, this next matchup tonight, 8.30 p.m. Central Time tip-off. I mean, this series has been so fun to watch to see Luka do his thing and just absolutely torch this Clippers defense. The Clippers on the road here, though, uh, they went from one and a half now up to a three-point favorite, minus 152 on the money line, plus 128 for the Mavericks. This total at about 219 and a half. 220 and a half was the opener, so a little bit of love going to the under. Is this the bounce-back spot for the Clippers? I mean, obviously, you know, it has to be for them, but do you think it actually comes to fruition? I, re I really do wonder about that. I'm, I'm almost thinking that the Clippers are going to fall apart tonight. Part of me thinks that, look, they've shot poorly at home. Dallas scored a million threes. Dallas shot basically 44%, making 17 and 18 threes in the first two games. And, you know, while the Clippers were a great regular season team when it came to shooting threes, 41% or so, they were down to 33% the first two games. Um, and then their defense, which you figure they've got to be much better at, giving up 113 points and on 127. I mean, that's incredible. Um, I just don't know why things are going to change that radically when now they have to go on the road. I know Tyus Luce says we're going to find out what we're made of. He might not want to know the answers to that. Uh, you know, the one thing about Luka in this series that we've seen so far is He's figured the Clippers out. He knows he can score at will basically about against everybody but Kawhi Leonard. And when they put Kawhi Leonard on him, what does he do? He's smart enough to get somebody else to cover him by forcing certain things on pick and rolls, getting rid of the ball. He's been outstanding. I don't see why that changes. Um, unless Dallas has some sort of a let-up at home, I don't know what the crowd situation is going to be there, uh, how many fans they're going to have. Uh, but this is their, the Clippers are ripe for the taking. Again, they show you the lack of leadership. Didn't have leadership last year in the bubble when they blew that 3-1 lead. Kawhi is not a leader. They also lack the type of players that really gets Kawhi going. And I know he had 41 the other night, but in the big third quarter where they got, gave up 30 points, they only scored, what, 19? He and Paul George combined for six points in the third quarter while Hardaway and Luka had 24 between them. They got to score 24-6. What he's missing is the Kyle Lowry type the Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili type, those type of point guards who really make it easy for him to get into his offense. Like I said, he had 41 the other night, but he had 30 at the half. So what does that tell you? I just, uh, you know, I'm not so – the thing is everybody raves about the Clippers' talent level, but what they do miss is real big-time leadership, a big-time facilitator. Mondo might not be that guy I thought he was. Maybe he's not. The guys I mentioned before, the Lowrys, the Tony Parkers, the Ginobili's who helped uh, – Kawhi Leonard reached the point where he was a you know, two-times finals MVP. So I would think Dallas has a great chance tonight to take a 3-0 lead. Okay, and you can get the Mavericks catching three and or on the money line plus 128. So once again, Dallas at home now, still the slight dog and could present some value as Luka's just been on an absolute tear. Probably going to do the same again tonight. So the Mavericks, the three-point dog, Mitch is leaning in that direction. Uh, Mitch, let's take an early preview at tomorrow's slate of games. Let's talk with the Nuggets and Blazers first because this series to me is one of the most interesting ones. 
And, you know, the Blazers fell victim at their first home game against the Nuggets, yet they come back in this spot, still laying about three and a half or so. Total at about 228 and a half. Now, actually, sorry, the spread's gotten up to four in favor of Portland. Do you believe that Portland does get the dub and not the series up at two apiece? I have to think at home, now they shot really poorly last night. And then they came out and they started to blame, I think, the officials, right, for not getting the whistles late in the game, which is, you know, typical. I mean, you go back to Portland when they had Clyde Drexler back in the day. It's always the same thing. Officiating is killing us, small market. I, you hate to hear that. They just didn't make shots while, while Denver did. So I have to think that Lillard and his guys will prevail in, in, the, in, in game four, tie this thing up. I think it's got a, the makings of a six, seven game series. And I've always thought that the loss of Jamal Murray will catch up to Denver. I still believe that's the case. But, you know, there are nights where you look at the Blazers, they can't stop anybody. And that's what we saw the other night. And then really quick, how about the Bucks and the Heat here? Dante DiVincenzo going to be missing the rest of this postseason. How do you think that impacts Milwaukee not only for tomorrow, but just for the rest of their postseason? Statistically, he's a better rebounder than Brooke Lopez. And Brooke Lopez is, uh, you know, seven feet and he's 6'4". <laughs> so he's a hard-nosed guy. He gets rebounds. He's a great, you know, he's one of those guys who does the little things and rebounding isn't so little in the playoffs, as we know. Look, Milwaukee couldn't. It, it's, it's a tough loss for them because... He's a role guy, but he plays an important role. Now, Miami is a mess. Jimmy Butler apparently doesn't like the way the defense, uh, that Hero and Duncan Robinson are playing defense. He's down on them. There's probably some internal stuff going on there. It looks like they're going to get swept. And by the way, this would be the first time that Eric Spolstra will be swept in a series. It's happened to the best of them. Red Auerbach got swept, Phil Jackson, even Spolstra's boss, Pat Riley. But it's never happened to Eric Spolstra that he would get swept, but it looks like Miami is right for the taking here. And I think, I think the Bucks are going to close them out, setting up a great second-round Bucks net series. Ooh, okay, that's interesting. Yes, yeah, Spolstra never been swept. It's not looking good for him tomorrow and for his squad that we've seen thus far, but uh, we'll see how that game goes down tomorrow in South Beach. Mitch? You're the best. Appreciate your insight and analysis, my friend. Take care and enjoy your weekend. You too, Danny. Thanks for having me. Take care. Happy holidays. At Mitch underscore Lawrence is where you can follow him along on Twitter. And, of course, catch him over at Sirius XM NBA Radio and Mad Dog Radio, covering more extensively throughout the NBA. But, yeah, going back to that game, Milwaukee, a five-point road favorite. No Dante DiVincenzo for the rest of the postseason. It may not seem like a big impact, but, again, you just heard what he said, out-rebounding the seven-footer Brooke Lopez. It's the little things like that where a role player like DiVincenzo comes in handy, especially so important when it comes to the postseason. So the Bucks once again, laying five. They're minus 190 on the money line, plus 160 on the buyback for Miami. Uh, this total opened about 222.5. That's come down about a point at Bet Rivers. Now you're seeing it at about 221.5. Again, that game tipping off at about 12.30 p.m. Central Time tomorrow, Saturday afternoon. All right, again, big thanks to Mitch Lawrence for hopping on. Not only do we have NBA postseason action, we've got action on the ice with the playoffs tonight. We kind of went into it with a play with the VGK and the Wild. We'll go over it again, plus an early sneak preview into tomorrow's slate. Which teams stick out and who's going to win that round two series? I'll tell you next right here on Rush Hour. Bet Rivers, daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports. 
along with those instant payouts and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Once again, to get a hold of the Daily Hometown Discount, check it all out at Rivers.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Back at it here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Jam-packed crowd here with plenty of action already getting underway throughout baseball on the diamond. Plus, we'll be talking more baseball. Chuck Edel will be joining us in about a half hour to give us his best bets on the later slate tonight with MLB. We already got the Hawks and Knicks underway, and we have one NHL postseason game to look forward to. So let's kind of revisit that once again. We already touched on it, but I'm rolling with the Golden Knights this evening. Minus 167 is where we played them last night in anticipation for the line movement, which we have seen because the Golden Knights now at Bed Rivers, minus 180. The Minnesota Wild plus 155 total has come down from 5.5 now to 5. It is shaded to the over, minus 134. The under you can get for some plus money, plus 114. So look, I mean, 
BGK's injuries have been the concern, but it looks like Ryan Reeves was actually removed from that COVID unavailability list. So he may be taking the ice tonight, which obviously isn't like a huge addition. It's not like he's a star player that's going to necessarily change the game in, a, in an immense way, but he's that gritty guy who can do the dirty work for you, rough up the opponents, and just a defensive presence. So uh, still good news to have him out there. Braden McNabb, he's going to be out still, it looks like he's on that list. And then Pacioretty, who they've been missing, leading goal scorer. Game time decision last I heard and was just looking again and haven't seen anything different. So obviously that would be a huge boost for VGK in this Game 7 setting. But at the end of the day, regardless, I do think the Golden Knights with Marc-Andre Fleury in charge get the job done and again played the Golden Knights on the money line at minus 167. All right, so again, that's the only game that we have uh, for hockey this evening. Let's kind of preview the action we're going to be seeing tomorrow night starting at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Montreal taking on Toronto and the Canadians at home. They're the dog pretty much every time in this series. Plus 145 is what we're seeing them with the price in this matchup. Minus 175 is the road favorite for Toronto. Total at 5.5. The under is favored. Minus 121. The over plus 102. So again, this is the Game 6 matchup. Toronto does lead the series 3-2. Just looking at the series price, Toronto minus 770. Uh, Montreal, if you think they can win it, you're getting great value here, 5-1. to one. But again, they have to get past them in back-to-back -back games, which I don't think is going to come to fruition. It's not the same. I'm going to be betting Toronto in the spot, especially with a high price of minus 175. If I was going to be betting Toronto, I'm a little bit more weary with them on the road here. It's not as big of an impact to me, I guess, when it comes to hockey at this point, um, especially in the Canadian division. But look, I would go with the puck line, if anything, if you're betting Toronto instead of laying the minus 175 because plus 160 is about the value you're seeing. And we know Toronto offensively is very capable of dominating this Canadians team that personally I haven't trusted since, I don't know, before, I mean, pretty much about the middle of the season. And I don't think they're going to get the job done here. I've been fairly impressed with how they performed. I mean, Toronto was dealing with injuries in this series, but still I think the Maple Leafs do get the job done and would look toward betting them if I was going to would opt to do the puck line at about plus 165 with that value. Now, we do have a round two series about to begin tomorrow as well. The Bruins taking on the Islanders. Boston, arguably the hottest team in the NHL at this point. I mean, you know, they got somewhat of a breeze and a pass uh, going against the Capitals with the injured goaltending scenario. And Boston here, minus 177 is currently where they are. Now, it opened minus 162, so early market jump up to Boston at minus 177. Plus 150 is where we're seeing the Islanders. This total at about 5.5. The over is the dog, plus 115. The under, big favorite here for the total, minus 136. So the Bruins haven't played since Sunday. It was May 23rd, so they've been off for quite some time, almost a week. The rest versus rust kind of scenario in the postseason. I, for that reason, you know, typically I like to stay away and kind of just assess how that first game goes, if they're going to be slow out of the gate. I mean, the Islanders, yes, they're going to still have some time off themselves, but it's been a lot longer for Boston. Now, again, the market has moved that direction, I understand. I'm not going to trust the Islanders in this game either. This one totally, for me, is just going to be a stay away. If you want to dabble with the series price, the Bruins, a minus 230 favorite to advance. You think the Islanders get the upset, the value you're getting is plus 180 all at Fat Rivers. All right, so that's what we got with the hockey action tonight and tomorrow. Let's keep it focused on tonight. I'll give you a couple plays throughout Prop Shelf with that Nets and Celtics game. And don't forget about the Clippers and Mavericks. Who's going to be hitting from beyond the arc? I'll let you know next right here on Rush Hour, all on Eason, the Sports Betting Network.
We have a new feature on VEASAN.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every single game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. You can check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games, and that'll help you find the best betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every single game as well. So start your next sports bet at vsin.com. Once again, vsin.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back at it here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bed River Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. We already got one NBA under, uh, one NBA game underway, being the Knicks and the Hawks. Atlanta with a 17-15 lead over the Knicks early on here in the first quarter. Let's kind of look a little bit further down the line with some bets that we can look forward to in tonight's slate 7.40 p.m. Central Time tip-off, typically when it goes off, between the Celtics and the Nets. In this spot, Brooklyn opened up as a 6.5-point favorite. Now they're laying 7.5 on the road in Game 3 with a 2-0 series lead. They're also minus 335 on the money line. Boston plus 270 on the buyback. Total we're seeing at about 227, minus 110 each way. Uh, the only way I would attack this one, I know Mitz was all over Brooklyn and 
Look, I mean, seven and a half again, you know, if you've been following along, I don't lay high spreads typically in the NBA because it's so volatile, especially at the end of the games. The only way I would go about this, because I don't trust the Celtics in any sense to take the points, I'm waiting again for the in-game perspective. If the Celtics keep it close, they take an early lead, whatever it may be, wait for, you know, kind of a better line for this Brooklyn team because I do think they get the dub. Again, seven and a half doesn't really give me too much confidence, however. So I went with a different route, though, for a bet that I did make in this contest. Let's take a look at a player prop with Marcus Smart. 13 and a half is where we're seeing his number listed at. And it is shaded to the over at Bet Rivers, minus 124. The under is minus 103 if you want to take that with Smart. However, I'm looking toward the over with Marcus Smart at minus 124. Now, overall, throughout the whole season, he's racking up 13 points per game. However, he's been very successful against the Brooklyn Nets this season. 17.4 points per game is what he's averaging against Brooklyn in five contests. Now, first game he played against Brooklyn, this was on Christmas. He only dropped 13. That's the only time he stayed under, and it was just by a half point. Otherwise, he's gone over in four out of the five games against the Nets. Next matchup in March dropped 19 points. Next matchup in April dropped 19. Then in game one, he got 17 points. And you guessed it, game two, 19 points once again. So he's gone over this in four out of five contests, averaging over 17 per contest against the Nets. And look, with Marcus Smart, over 50% of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. He's knocking down only 33% of them. He's not necessarily an efficient scorer. You know he's out there for his defensive presence. However, in this series thus far, He's knocking down 45% of his shots from three. So he's been a lot more uh, successful from beyond the, beyond the arc in this series than he typically was throughout the course of this season. Now with the Nets, you know, not the best team defensively. We know that. We have known this for a long time. Regular season, the Nets allowed opponents to shoot 37% from three, which actually wasn't too bad. It was 12th best throughout the association. However, now in the postseason, yes, it's a small sample size of just two games, but they're allowing opponents to shoot 40% from beyond the arc. No bueno for this Nets team. Marcus Smart has been consistent against this Brooklyn squad. I'm looking for him to do the same tonight. Had to lay a little bit, minus 124, but that's the play I made in the matchup between Boston and Brooklyn with Marcus Smart. I'm hoping and thinking he's going over 13.5 points tonight at minus 124. All right, now let's take a look at the later game tonight with the Clippers looking to avoid being down 3-0 on the road. They moved up from a one-and-a-half point favorite up to a three-point favorite. And in terms of the money line, they're minus 155. Dallas were seeing catching plus 128 as the home dog. This total at about 219-and-a-half, minus 110 each way. Again, you know, this one is so tricky because, yes, you. I, I keep thinking, obviously, that the Clippers are going to be the right spot. I was touting this Clippers team as being the deepest squad in the Western Conference, arguably. And here they are, possibly going to be down 3-0 to the Mavericks. So, I, you know, my heart is saying I want to take the Clippers here in the market, naturally saying that too. But my brain says just don't touch it with a 10-foot pull because Luke is just going to do Luke things. And we'll see if this Clippers team can be competent for one game on the road. So instead of touching the spread, money line, or total, naturally, you know what my routine is. I headed to the props and looked at Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, this isn't the one I bet necessarily first, but let's kind of take a look at where his points prop is because I was very close to playing this one, but I went a different route instead. So first, his points prop is at 18.5, minus 113 each way. Now, Hardaway Jr. on the year averaging just under 17 per game. However, against the Clippers, he's averaging about 21 points per contest. Now, game one, he dropped 21 points. Game two, 28. 
in the regular season, dropped 15, 21, and 18 respectively. So uh, he's gone over this mark in three out of five times. He's seen the Clippers. When you look at Tim Hardaway Jr., 55% of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. He's hitting just about 39% during the regular season. <laughs> but in the playoffs thus far, he's hitting 69% of his shots from beyond the arc, which is outstanding. Now the Clippers, uh, they limited opponents to shooting about 36.4% from three-point range during the season. But during the postseason, that has disappeared. They're allowing opponents to make 54% of their shots beyond the arc in this postseason series thus far. So that got me thinking. I mean, 18.5 is a little bit high, and I do think he could go over it, and that's the way I'm leaning. But I found a better angle here with the three-point field goals made at 2.5. Now, minus 150 is what it was shaded to for the over. The under was plus 117. And again, remember, like we said, 55% of his shots are coming from beyond the arc, and he's hit 69% of them in these first two games in this playoff series. So what did he do from beyond the arc against this squad? Well, Game 1 went 6 of 8 from beyond the arc. Game 2 went 5 of 9. In March, he went 3 of 7. In another game in March, it was almost consecutive days. They had a day off in between, but he went 5 of 9 and then 4 of 8 back in December. So 5 out of 5 matchups. He has gone over 2.5 3-point field goals made. Has Tim Hardaway against the Clippers. He's averaging 4.6 3-point field goals made on over 8 attempts against the Clippers. He's shooting 56%. In five contests overall from beyond the arc against Los Angeles. Like we said, he's gone over it in every single matchup. You know, minus 150, I know it's a steep price delay. Beating the dead horse here, but if you have enough conviction with the bet, you got to be willing to lay some juice. And I did just that with Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight. Over two and a half, three-point bugles made at minus 150. Let's hope for a lights-out performance from Tim Hardaway Jr. beyond the arc. And along with that, Marcus Smart, let's get some points, my man. Hoping he goes over 13 and a half. All right, as always, best of luck if you tail with any of the wagers here on the show. Coming up next, let's switch it up. We've talked hockey. We have talked basketball. Let's head to the diamond next. Pro sports better Chuck Edel will be hopping on. He's given us some of his best bets this evening. Stick around. We'll let you know what they are here on Rush Hour. Wrapping up a Friday edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. The crowd is very excited right now. Plenty of betting action with the first NBA playoff game already underway with the Knicks and the Hawks. We've got baseball. We've got playoff hockey out in Las Vegas. And speaking of going out to Las Vegas, let's talk with pro sports better Chuck Edel. Great job handicapping Major League Baseball. And Chuck, uh, he's a Chicago guy himself, if you're not familiar. Not necessarily a White Sox fan. And Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you're a Dire Cubs fan like myself. But we have a White Sox game to look forward to tonight. Huge favorite against Baltimore. They're minus 240. This total at 8.5. Anything worth playing here in this matchup with the Southsiders? Well, the line uh, it, it got, got a little out of hand here, but uh, I, I could only still look at the uh, the White Sox. Uh, it must be raining there, Danny, because I see the game is in a rain delay. But, uh, you know, with uh, you know Harvey, uh, who we know has, has had some arm troubles in the past and he's just trying to hang on, he started off the season good for Baltimore, uh, you know, pretty decent. But his last three games, he showed some very bad signs. Last three games he's pitched, 10 and two-thirds innings. He's let up 24 hits and 19 runs. So, um, you know, the White Sox get to him tonight. I'm, I'm guessing either he gets uh, dropped or goes into the bullpen. But you might be seeing Harvey's maybe last start, uh, you know, of the, of the season here. He's really uh, starting to struggle and show some, show some bad signs here. So it would probably be uh, – 
the White Sox are nobody. Keuchel uh, should improve against. He's been pitching up against some, you know, decent offenses. He should improve against the Baltimore offense. Yeah, and if you want to go the run line route with Chicago, minus 110, not great value, but obviously not going to be when they're such a big favorite against a team like Baltimore. And like you alluded to as well, Chuck, uh, pretty bad weather here in the Chicagoland area, rainy, and like you said, the delay right now. So we'll see what happens with this matchup. But again, Chicago, a big favorite with Keuchel on the bump against the slump and Matt Harvey. Let's take a look at another matchup that we've seen some big movement in terms of the market. Uh, the Astros hosting the Padres, and Chuck, we saw Houston open up as the dog. They're about plus 110 or so in some spots. Now they've moved to the favorite at home, minus 114. This total at about eight. How do you think this one goes down, and why do you think we've seen such a big flip toward Houston? Yeah, and it is sharp money hitting Houston. Uh, they hit him last night, it looked like, a couple times. It looks like he got hit last night and, and into today. Uh, a couple things, you know, Lamette, uh, who's going for your uh, – San Diego, he's pretty much uh, in his three starts. He's only, only went two innings, so it's one of those throw a few innings and bring the bullpen in. And uh, and on the other hand, you got Valdez, who's making his debut this uh, this season for Houston. And last year, he was very solid. I mean, he pitched 70 innings, struck out 76 guys, and uh, only allowed 63 hits. So I think it's a combination of, uh, uh, of, of that where you see Valdez, who's pitched well, and uh, it looks like maybe a bullpen by committee kind of game for uh, San Diego. I, I'm guessing, I don't know what their plans are. I just know what the history says. And you look at Lamette's three starts, he's only play, uh, pitched two innings in all three. Yeah, and that's the thing. So his stats that you can see right now, not necessarily an indicator of how far he may go. And, you know, we've seen some decent performances from this Houston team in their bullpen. We know how good the Padres have been as well. But, again, the Astros getting a lot of sharp money love, as you mentioned. Plus 110, now they're up to about minus one, uh, 114, actually, against the Padres tonight. And that total coming down from 8.5 to 8 down in Houston as the Astros hosting the San Diego Padres. Let's go to a similar division as the Astros with the A's here, and both of those teams at the top to win the division. But in terms of their matchups tonight, we see Oakland is a bigger favorite against their opponent. They're minus 143 against Otani and the Angels, who are catching plus 120. This total at 7.5. Now, Otani was supposed to start yesterday. Then the bus got caught in traffic, so he couldn't go through his routine or whatnot. And, you know, then he got moved to today. And the market was going against Otani yesterday. Looks like somewhat of a similar type of field tonight. Uh, do you think going against Otani is the right call this evening? Well, uh, you know, the, the line hasn't moved too much. There might be a little bit money trickling in on Oakland. It looks like the under, though, has, uh, which opened up at eight, has gone down to seven and a half. And listen, he's, he's two good pitchers. I mean, uh, uh, you know, for Oakland, he's had a couple uh, shaky starts, but most of his starts have been good. 54 innings pitch, 54 strikeouts. So Tani's been very sharp as well. Now, you know, when you when you take the Angels, you also got to sweat out the bullpen. Uh, not a good bullpen, and if it gets to that, it could be trouble. But Otani, 30 uh, innings pitch, he struck out 45. Uh, he's been sharp as well. So I kind of agree with the the move on the total uh, going from eight to seven and a half, and uh, I don't see too much value. Um, with Oakland and uh, and you know I probably I, I didn't play the Angels here, but it would only look that way. All right, well let's look at a different matchup then. 8:40 p.m. Central Time, first pitch. Arizona, who we know has had a tumultuous season to this point, they're getting all the love against St. Louis. Arizona up to minus 137. The Cards plus 116. This total is bumped from nine to nine and a half. 
And Oviedo's taking them out for the Cardinals, who really has not been solid this season. 0-2. He's got a 5.22 XFIP. And then Mad Bum going to be taking the bump for the D-backs, who also not vintage Mad Bum by any sense of the imagination. But, look, I mean, if you're going to trust a guy, you certainly give the advantage to Mad Bum. And again, now they're up to minus 137. I guess I understand the movement, Chuck, but it seems a little bit too steep to want to lay that with Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I got to be. I did play Arizona and the over last night, and I am going against the starter for St. Louis. But it's a little scary. This is the kind of game, Danny. You play Arizona, you lose, and you look at yourself. This team's lost 11 games in a row. What am I doing? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, listen, this Bob Garner. He's he's. Been, he's been he's been solid. I mean, he if you throw out the start in Colorado, and he, and I do throw out those starts. I you know uh, his last six starts, he's only allowed five runs total. And uh, on the other hand, uh, the uh, Ovita has had three starts. He's he's pitched eleven innings in those three starts, ten runs. His last game, he only uh, pitched two innings, and he he gave up five walks in that in those two innings and three runs before he got knocked out. So. Um, I, I am. I did take a flyer here last night with Arizona and the over, and uh, let's hope they could break that uh, that losing streak. All right. Well, then let's preview this final game, and I'm kind of laughing because I, I have that thought process so many times when you bet a team like the Diamondbacks, for example, and if it doesn't come to fruition, you're like, well, I only have myself to blame. This team is awful. But again, it's baseball, and you see stuff like this happen all the time, and they're due for a dub, and they have the advantage in the pitching matchup. So I'll be rooting for you with the Diamondbacks against the Cards. Now, like we were saying, this Dodgers and Giants matchup, Chuck, this Giants team has been a fun squad to watch thus far, and they've been profitable for me a couple times this season. But it's a tough matchup tonight against the Dodgers, who are laying minus 215. San Fran catching plus 180. This total at 7.5. You're getting Bueller against DeScalfani. Uh, what do you think about this one here tonight? Looks like Los Angeles got a lot of the love from last night to now. Is that the direction you would be headed toward? No, I think I kind of agree with your, you know, what you're saying with the Giants. I didn't play the game, but I would lean the Giants here. I think there's some value now, especially since the line opened 180. It's up to 210, 215. You know, um, the Scalfani, uh, he he pitched his last start was against the Dodgers, and and if you look at it, it's pretty ugly. He lasted two and two thirds of innings. He he lit up ten runs in that game. So uh, that's it's a little scary. But if you if you happen to look, you know, beyond that. He's had a pretty good season. In fact, here's a guy who let up 10 runs in two and two-thirds. His ERA is still 3.54, so you know he was pitching well. And uh, obviously Bueller pitching very well for the Dodgers, too. So uh, that's kind of where you're seeing the line. Uh, but uh, there's, I think there's a little value here with the Giants if you had to step out on something. Again, San Francisco plus 180. They have been a hot team and a really fortuitous team if you've been betting them so far this season throughout Major League Baseball. But, Chuck, just for a second before we let you go, we got a couple minutes. I know you're out there in Las Vegas ready for some action tonight with the puck. VGK against the Wild. Do the Golden Knights advance to the next round? Well, I'm hoping. I'm going to be leaving here right after we uh, hang up here to go to the game. You know, the Knights, um, may, you know, they've dominated the series. I'm not talking about, you know, I know it's tied up three games to three, but even in, 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 in two of their losses, they completely dominated the game. And this this would hurt if they happen to lose a series because they've played well enough. They just have had a little bad luck last game. Of course, the game's one nothing. Vegas ties it up. The refs call goalie interference, which I think was a horrible call. And then and then they get the power play. They score. They make it two nothing, and the game kind of got taken away from. Them. So 
Yeah, I, I, there was a few scary things with some of the players on, co- on uh, the COVID restriction list. They're free to play here tonight, and uh, I think the Knights get them tonight. Big game seven. That's what we love to hear. That's what we're riding as well, Chuck. Appreciate you taking some time, my man, and go enjoy that game. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. You bet. At Chuck Edels, where you can follow him on Twitter. Love talking betting and all different sports with Chuck. Does such a great job as a pro sports handicapper. And love hearing that he's back in VGK as well. He's going to be at the game. So hopefully he's the good luck charm for us and we get the dub. Because that is one of the three bets we are riding tonight. In case you missed it, the Vegas Golden Knights minus 167 against the Minnesota Wild. That's the number we snagged last night. Again, that one's ticked up to minus 180. So it's steep to lay as of now. So I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily advise laying that much of a price at this point. But if you have enough conviction, VGK is the side I'm looking toward. And then in some basketball action tonight as well, uh, Marcus Smart over 13 and a half points at about minus 124. That's where I pulled the trigger on Smart. He's been very successful against the Nets in this season, really. Uh, he's averaging over 17 points per game. He's gone over it in four out of five contests. So hoping that continues with Smart over 13 and a half points. Then how about Tim Hardaway Jr. over two and a half three-point field goals made? He's averaging over four and a half against the Clippers in five contests, 56% beyond the arc. He's gone over it in all five games against the Clippers. So as of always, best of luck if you tell. Thanks all the guests for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in. Best of luck with your wagers. We'll catch up again after this Memorial Day weekend. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.